differs from month to month depending on the international oil prices and um, the balance levy and all of that. Um, but a simple breakdown: about half of the petrol price is um, is um, the international fuel price, which is also then from our side influenced by the um, rand exchange rate. And those two things we have no control over. Then we get to where government has absolute control, and that's um, taxes, which is about 60% of the rest. And then you know, about six or seven rand. And then the other four or five rand is um, then profits take or um Profits and commissions paid to um, everyone in the supply chain. That, that mm. would be the importers of the fuel, um, transport contractors, people who store the fuel, and then ultimately the fuel retailer. Mm. So, yeah, that's a simple breakdown of the fuel okay. price. And, yeah, it differs slightly from month to month. Now, you've got a new determination, as we said in the intro. You've taken it to Parliament. Uh, break down for us where you can... Uh, uh, what have you taken out, for instance, of, of your determination? And, and when it comes to the profit side, can you really tweak there? We are told that uh, the margins in terms of, of fuel uh, are generally quite low. Uh, what have you guys done? Yeah, well, um, from a consumer side, we'd say in most cases, the margins are rather high. But I mean, in some cases, um, it could even be too low because to give you an indication, um, whether you're um, transporting um, fuel from just around the corner or across provincial lines, um, law currently dictates that you have to take about 60 cents per litre for transport. So, I mean... If you're transporting fuel only in the areas around refineries, then you're sitting on a gold mine. Whereas if you're more a long old contractor, then uh-huh. you can even say you're being in by current legislation. So um, we would like to see that all of that um, on wholesale level, import level, all of that simply gets deregulated. So actually our alternative pricing model is to have no model at all. Okay. Um, government gift traps, <laughs> yeah. um publish um, the import price of fuel and the subtle production price, perhaps, because those are the two sources that we get fuel from. But apart from that, let the market do its thing. So, um, so in your this, model, so in your modeling, there are no levies whatsoever? Well, um, obviously, we can't get rid of the um, fuel levies and the road accident fund levies overnight. And we are very happy that the um, minister um, paid attention to our letters that we sent in um, towards the end of last year, where we asked for a reduction in fuel levies. Luckily, we got no increase for the first time in, mm. I think, it was 15 years. Two years yeah. to, uh, 15 years, no increase. So that's a positive step in the right direction. But I think, um, especially in cities and urban areas where, and even in bigger towns where there's competition between um, retailers, you'd see a massive drop in prices, as we've already seen in um, diesel when it was um, deregulated just on the um, retail level. So imagine if it gets deregulated on the wholesale level as well. Because we are already, especially in Hutting, seeing a massive black market for um, retail um, diesel, mm. where it's worthwhile for people to cut out all the people at the, Tienis, in, the end. In a nutshell, your proposal to Parliament, does it contain suggestions as to where government can then compensate for the loss of revenue? 
That's the thing. Government would not be losing revenue, and um, people in the private sector on the um, on that final stages of the value chain would be um, receiving fair and just compensation tailored to their needs, and especially on that's where we we're especially interested is the needs of consumers because you and your local service station owner would have a much better idea of what fuel should actually cost because each service station has a unique situation in terms of market, in terms of competition, and especially in terms of the route that fuel has to follow to get there. Because, I mean, it's ridiculous to, for instance, in Durban where all the refineries are um, by roughly the same for petrol as everyone else in the rest of KwaZulu-Natal. So but, sometimes fuel has to go over terrible places to reach the consumer. Fi- um, fin- final question. Yeah. Final question, and it's the old chestnut. Nobody's really bleated said anything in the last year and a bit around that, that, that increasing bull as a result of e-tolling. It's still a user-pay principle. Nobody's paying for it. Uh, how does government go about breaching that? Because it, it, it impacts on transport as well. Yeah, um, that's also something that's been worrying us for a long time. Why do we um, in South Africa, on the one hand, say no um, funds ever get um, ring fenced for certain projects, but ex- except when it comes to toll fees, they say no, but these we need these to pay for the tolls, and then we need the fuel levy and the road accident levy. Um, why are we being taxed um, essentially three times for the same thing? And then um, also um, the general tax income is also put towards roads. So I'd like to see a much more streamlined um, tax system in South Africa, especially concerning fuel roads and transport, um, so that we don't pay three times for the same thing. So yeah, government would not be losing revenue in our module, and it would be to the is the absolute um, benefit of all consumers in South Africa. That's economics researcher at the Solidarity Research Institute, Tiens Dubuisson.